BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another amazing episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. For today's interview, I will be speaking from I will be speaking to Helila Jones from Netflix's Lock and Key. So we just need to call her in really quick. So give me just one second. Be nice if my keyboard worked. <laughs> All right, let's call her in. Thank you for calling Aaliyah Jones. Sorry I'm not able to come to the phone right now, but if you leave me a message or send me a text, I'll be sure to get back. All right, looks like uh, Halila is not answering just yet. I'll give it a second before trying her one more time. Again, uh, I will be speaking with Halila Jones from Netflix's Lock and Key. Um, And we previously spoke to another individual from Lock and Key, and that interview was done by Kelly. Um, and it was a really great interview, so make sure you go on geek5nation.com uh, to check that out. Let's try and call her one more time. The customer you have dialed is currently not available. Please try your... All right. I don't know necessarily what's going on there, but give me... Two seconds, everyone, to figure it out, certainly, because we do definitely want to speak with Halila today. Let me just contact someone really quick. One second. All right, let's try her one more time. One moment, everyone. Oh boy, there. <laughs> um, I'm gonna wait about five more minutes to hear back from 
my producer to see what is going on there. Um, hopefully we can get another phone number to give her a call because I am super excited to be doing this interview. Um, Netflix's Locking Key is very popular and has been um, it has been approved for a second season, which is very exciting. Um, let's try this one more time. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> you know, these celebrities are very busy and with everything that's going on now in the world, um, I'm sure that it may have just slipped her schedule. So one moment. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm looking for Halila Jones. Halia, that's me. <laughs> hi, hi, Halila. I'm sorry, am I mispronouncing that? I do apologize. <laughs> that's okay. I'm so used to it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. My name is My name is Tia from Geek Vibes Nation, and some people mispronounce my name, so I completely sympathize with you. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it is what it is. You just can't take it personally unless they continue to mispronounce it or something like that, right? So, but, yeah. <laughs> is it, it's, so well, it's Tia? Tia, yes. With a, is it T-I-E? T-I-A? T-I-A, yes. Nice. I have I have a few friends named Tia, actually. So I love that name. It's very, <laughs> no, very nice. <laughs> Well, I pretty much don't hear of anyone who has my name, so that's very cool. You have a very um, unique name, and it's very pretty. I I love it. Um, Thank you. Maybe maybe completely random, but what um what name is it? Uh, the background of it, do you know? Um, it, I'm actually named after a volcano in Maui, Hawaii, Haleakala. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that yeah, is a very cool thing. Yeah, I like it. I, well, I used to hate it when I was a kid, but I like it now. <laughs> because you never probably found a keychain with your name on it, right? Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. I was called Holly when I was younger, so the nickname Holly I could find, but never Holia, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I would always get Tina, so I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> Again, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I know that everything is so crazy right now. How yeah. are you? How are you handling quarantine life? <laughs> um, I I'm up at, um, I'm up north with my family. Um, I'm actually going down into Toronto to move out of my apartment because I don't see the point in paying rent for a place I'm not going to be living for many months. Um, so I'm with my family. Um, I'm working on a, like, I, I'm a musician as well. So I've been working on a bunch of music with my brother. So we've been doing that. And, uh, I mean, other than quarantine with what's going on in the world right now, I, from afar, am exhausted from what's going on in the world right now. And I'm not even the one directly affected by it. Um, yeah. So a lot's going on. It's a lot to process. Um, <laughs> so, how are you doing? Absolutely. Just, just fine, all things considered, of course, but 
you know, the one good thing about being stuck indoors is that it gives you a lot of opportunities to mm-hmm. watch different shows, such as Netflix's Lock and Key, which yes. you play you play Eden Hawkins, and congratulations on getting renewed. I'm sure that everyone is really excited to kind of get back to work on this show. Mm, oh, gosh, yeah. And we have absolutely no idea when that is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I can only imagine everything is kind of on pause right now, but when did you film that? I mean, it has to have been over a year now at this point. Very much so. Uh, we started, the first table ta- uh, table read was uh, February, like the beginning of February, and then we started filming mid-February, and then we went till the first week of July of last year. Um, yeah, and then it takes about six months to get a show all edited and off the off the ground, and then we um, had the premiere around the same time as you know the next year. So um, yeah, it's been a long time coming, and um, we are definitely wanting to get back on set. But when they called us about season two, they were like, "We can hope for the fall, but we have no promises of the fall." and with all these protests going on all over the world, like with, with people in Toronto and, you know, in different cities protesting so close together, um, you can't help but think there is going to be a second wave, which will push back production, which is the least of the concerns of what is going on in the world. But um, in regards to walking key and when we're going to get filming again, there's just no knowing, which is, you know, it sucks because I would love to go and see my, you know, get on to, Set with everybody, but uh, we gotta keep everyone healthy. So, absolutely, that is the most important thing. Um, one of my associates spoke with Jesse Camacho um, a mm-hmm. few weeks back, and he kind of expressed the same sentiment that right now everything's a little up in the air, and when you can go back, you guys will go back. But mm-hmm. for in the meantime, of course, we can talk about season one of Walking Key, where mm-hmm. again you play. Eden, um, uh, how how was that experience uh, playing that character? You know, getting the role and getting into playing her. Well, it's um, it's actually a funny story because this is my first recurring role, um, and so I, when I went in for the audition, um, I. I flubbed my lines a bunch of times. Like I messed them up and I was so certain I wouldn't get it, but they, there was something I was told later by the writers that I had made the writer's room black. And I think a lot of people who were coming in to audition for Eden, Eden were just playing just straight up mean. And so it was funny to me that like bringing that comedic relief to such a, like an annoyingly closed, like narrow minded, or not narrow, I wouldn't call it narrow-minded, but just, like, kind of comes off as entitled, popular girl. Um, it, you know, it was such a cool experience to develop this character um, over the 10 episodes, or I was, uh, Eden was in eight episodes out of the 10. Um, but I remember when I, I booked the role, it was the most exciting thing ever, and um, I didn't really realize how big it was, and I don't think any of us really realized how big it was until we got to the premiere in LA at the Egyptian theater. And it was just huge. And um, 
yeah, like when I when I told my friend I got the, this role on a show called Lock and Key, like he jumped up all excitingly and, and went and ran and got his case of the six books. And he was like, read this. This is my favorite comic <laughs> series ever. And so I went and I, I went through them so quickly. Um, and uh, I need to give him those back. <laughs> um, but my mom bought me a new, a new, a whole new set for um, my birthday. And I'm, uh, I'll probably get a few of the castmates to sign the copies he gave me. So I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, I've had these over two years now, but here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was the coolest thing. And then you speak of Jesse Camacho and um, he's, it's crazy the relationships that have been built on the show because he's just become one of my best friends. So it's been a whirlwind, but it's been a really enjoyable ride. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear about that. Um, so you were saying that Jesse has become one of, you know, your closest friends. I mean, was that sentiment shared with the cast? I mean, I would have to imagine filming so many episodes together. You guys get really close after time. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, uh, I mean, like I said, I haven't been on a show this long before. The only work that I've done before this was, like, a day or two on set so I never had the opportunity to really build relationships with the castmates um but this show this like we would be going out to watch movies like Jackson had one of his movies Jackson Roberts Scott who plays Bodie had a movie come out uh before we started filming but they were in the city and we all went I didn't go see the movie because it was a horror film and I don't like horror but um, we all went to dinner and then they went to go see the movie and then, you know, they came to support me when I did a concert and um, I, you know, we all just hung out and played video games together and went for a drink and, and we just all became friends. And I think Jesse and I latched on to each other more than everyone else because um, a lot of the cast lives uh, in America or the UK and, and um, just different places. And Jesse and I, we run it actually, funny enough, in the same friend group, but I only came to know that friend group just before I met Jesse. So we would have crossed paths anyway, if, even if we weren't in the same show, but it was just, we have the funniest story. I don't know if he told you or whatever of how we met, and it was, it was just a funny happenstance. So, yeah, we've all become a really big family. Oh, that's really wonderful to hear, honestly. Um, and it certainly is conveyed from, you know, watching all of you, you know, interact with each other. Of course, you're playing all these different characters. And so what was your, you know, favorite aspect of the story? What did you enjoy the most uh, during your time of filming Lock and Key? Um, do you, you mean in the way of like the storyline or what favorite story is like the behind the scenes? Oh, I would love both, honestly. I love behind the scenes <laughs> stories. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I will well, start with the show. I love that the show deals with more than just the magic. It deals with, you know, family relations and relationships and friendships and coming of age stories and all of these different elements that uh, go beyond the typical, just like CGI magic things. Um, and then when it comes to behind the scenes, I mean, Jesse and I have some pretty funny stories that I think we'll take to our grave. Um, <laughs> But we all went to we all went to Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, to film a lot of the exterior and the cave scenes. 
And uh, that was a great time to just hang out and, and walk to piers and um, go and get dinner together and just hang out. And um, yeah, we had, we just always made the most of, of being, uh, you know, in between filming and also on set. Like we would, um, when we were filming a lot of the school scenes, we would hang out in one of the classrooms between film, like when we were just waiting to film. And we would play like a lot of games on the chalkboards. And uh, we did one where you would have to try to draw the person's face without looking. And it just was horrible because no one got it. It was just eyes and mouth in the same place kind of thing. And we just always had a really good laugh and um, always just, you know, so friendly. And, and nobody, nobody had, a, you know, any negativity about them so it was it was a really really fun time and I, oh I'm missing it I'm missing it more now <laughs> about it. now yeah. that we're talking about it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you know, this may this may be a silly sort of question but the classroom scenes now was that a set specifically built for the story was anything filmed say in an actual school because I know that mm-hmm. sometimes movies and tv shows do that yeah so um everything that you see inside for a school scene was filmed at Wycliffe College um so like a University of Toronto campus in Toronto and then like everything outside was a different university um and so they had like a bunch of different locations but usually like this school was the school was filmed in Toronto um, but then the house, for example, everything was on a sound stage, which is really, really cool. Nice, awesome. And so there's at some point in the story where a key is used against your character, and you kind mm-hmm. of are—I uh, don't want to say flailing on the table. I but was flailing. It, it was flailing. <laughs> <laughs> It was constructed and choreographed flailing. <laughs> I love that. Was yeah. that first? Was that first of all difficult to film, and how many takes did that uh, actually take to complete? So uh, we did two choreographing dance movement sessions beforehand to just prepare. Because when I got the scene, I was like, "Are they going to just throw me into it and say, figure it out, and then four things on your head by the end?" Um, but no, Netflix is very strategic about how they do things. And um, I did uh, I did two movement coachings. And then when the day came, um, we did everything except for the final pour. Um, so that there's um, right at the very end when my hand, when Eden's hand comes up and then she follows the hand because she has no control over that hand wanting to do what it's about to do. Um, that was one take. We didn't film it more than once that poor because I mean, when you, when you do something like that, if it's jumping in a lake or like a pool and, or spilling something on yourself or, you know, cutting your hair off, like that's a one take kind of thing. Um, or else you got to go and get you know, washed up and do your makeup again. I was actually on a, a movie called let it snow where my character got a, a smoothie poured on her head. So I don't know what Netflix is up to, but they keep on putting me through this. And I don't mind it, but I'm starting to wonder, <laughs> you know, why. Um, but the in that movie, um, they 
apparently my hand came up in front of my face in a wrong way. So they had to film it again. And so they had to go wash me up, put my makeup, do my hair over again. But with lock and key in that scene, we only did that final initial pour once, which I was glad about. <laughs> and uh, everything before that, we did a few different takes, a few different angles. Um, and like the initial trip, I did that like several times. So, and I, I didn't want to use a stunt, a stunt uh, double either. I wanted to do it all by myself. They did have a stunt double on, on set in case they, I wanted that, but I uh, kind of like Jackie Chan. I want to do my own stunts. <laughs> That's really cool, honestly, to hear that, because as you said, a lot of times people would probably opt for the stunt double, but you choosing to do it yourself is really cool. Um, would you say that that maybe was the most challenging or, you know, nerve-wracking scene to kind of film, or was there something else within Lock and Key that you felt uh, was a little bit more challenging for you? No, I would say it was definitely the most challenging um, because it's just so physical. And, I mean, like, I had padding all over myself, but I, you know, it wasn't um, – it was still falling. Like you can have a lot of padding and whatnot, but you're still gonna you're still gonna hit yourself pretty hard when you're falling. Did um did that hurt or anything, or did the padding kind of help? <laughs> the padding helped, um, but there were certain things that you know you can only have so much padding, especially because Eden Hawkins wears skinny jeans and you know not the you know, not the baggiest things that you can put a lot of um, padding underneath. And then you're still dealing with the the impact, you know, the force of falling um, and doing it repetitively. And they kept on saying, like, you don't have to actually, like, like for the initial one when they first take over and I, I fall, like, I did that for real every single time. And they were like, like, you don't have to do that. We can, you know cut and make it look real and whatever and I'm like no I'm gonna do it I'm gonna make it look real and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it and I, I did end up with a few bruises but you know it's a job and I really really enjoyed it that's great to hear now at the end of the season we find out that um Eden has actually been possessed so I mean, I'm not sure how much of season two you can talk about it since you guys haven't uh, started filming or anything, but, I mean, what should we expect from that uh, moment to, you know, ha like, where does it continue in season two? Um, God, I would love to know. <laughs> I absolutely have no idea. I would love to answer that. I mean, I probably wouldn't even if I did know because that would be a huge right. spoiler. Um, but, you know, I can only hope that she gets up to some crazy behavior. Um, yeah, I have absolutely no answers for you on that one. <laughs> That's completely fair. Um, when you read that in the... When you read that in the script, were you shocked, excited? Because it's, I feel like, kind of always fun to play someone who's possessed. I know that sounds a little weird, mm. but in, mm -hmm. in shows like, say, Supernatural or something, I feel like that a, a great deal of fun comes from that. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So they don't send all the scripts at once. They send them throughout mm -hmm. the season that, while we're filming. 
Um, so that, like, you know, you don't, nothing gets spoiled or spilled or anything like that, and things can be changed. Um, and when I got sent the script, I was sitting with my mom one night, and uh, I I read it, and I got to the end, and I just, like, I couldn't believe it. Like, that that's a huge, as an actor, that's a huge honor to be given such a, a big character shift, you know, and a challenge. And uh, I started jumping up and down and like, just was so excited. And my mom's like, tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. I'm like, no, <laughs> you're not allowed to know this. <laughs> um, and she, she did figure that there was something crazy like that happening at the end because I was so excited that day, but like, I couldn't contain myself. I, like, I, I tell my mom so much, but how was I supposed to contain that? But, like, I didn't tell her straight out. But when we were in L.A. for the premiere and the show came out, she did watch it before she left uh, to go back home. I, was, I stayed in L.A. for the month, and she, uh, she was like, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, sure you did. Uh, but, yeah, it was really, really exciting to, to get that um, because, like I said earlier uh, about getting the role, like, I didn't think it was going to be as big of a role as it was, and I didn't think it was going to be as big of a show as it was, and it was incredible to be gifted this opportunity to have such a character arc and such a character shift where I can really really have fun playing with that next season and um, I'm excited to see what Eden gets up to gotta practice my demonic smile (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited as well Um, as a kind of fun sort of question obviously there's a lot of keys in blocking key and if you were if you're you were to get your hands on one of them which one would you want which keys um hmm. the anywhere key for sure I feel like that's just a a, uh, it's such a no-brainer for me because I have friends I would love to see who don't live close by and uh I hate I hate carrying around suitcases and the travel lines and all that stuff. Like I love traveling, but if I could have an anywhere key that could just take me anywhere at, at, at any time, I would not hesitate to get my hands on that one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 100% agree. Um, so as you said, uh, you know, Lock and Key was your first, pretty much ongoing role, which is fantastic for it to be on such a popular show by mm-hmm. Netflix, such a huge streaming service. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was looking and preparing for this interview, I saw that you have a music career. I'm sure that there are differences between the two, but what would you say are say the similarities between performing on stage at a concert to performing on a set? Um, well, they are, they are very different, but the the key element is, is you got to have confidence in yourself. You got to do your homework and, and, uh, it's, I mean, with a set, you still have a lot of people watching and you're going to have a lot of people watching, but the difference is, you know, at a concert, you see everybody in front of you when, you know, with Netflix, 
I've with that performance on Netflix, that's the biggest concert I've ever had. <laughs> but I didn't see the audience, right? Uh, but when you're filming, you know, with that scene, the cafeteria scene, there was probably like a hundred plus crew there and cast. Like background alone, there was probably like over 60 people, you know, just watching you do that. And it's, and it's about having the confidence to just go for it and be sure of yourself. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, there's many, many differences, but, uh, just going for it, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing about it. Right. Exactly. Um, I could imagine, I just figured I'd ask just because, as you said, it has to take a lot of confidence, which pays mm-hmm. off in the end, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, before I let you go today, uh, you said that you were working on some music, but uh, first of all, you know, what? when can we expect to hear more music from you? And obviously things are pretty much at a stalemate right now, but are yeah. there any future projects that you have that you're really excited about to, you know, start working on? Uh, yeah. So, um, well, first off, you'll hear all about them on my, my social medias. And, uh, right now the biggest thing is family and, um, taking time to like, create these things and I'm lucky to work with uh, my brother and we're working on a lot of music and we're hoping to have kind of like a steady release going throughout the summer and uh, you know just throughout the year um, to release as much as possible that uh, you know we're working on it and uh, we don't we don't have any uh, specific dates for releases right now we're just kind of figuring it all out and uh, we're taking this time away from the world to really hone in on our passions and combine them and do the best job that we can and you know we can't even think about concerts because that's not really going to be happening for a very long time but we um, have been extensively discussing uh, virtual concerts because we actually did one for a virtual concert called the Homebody Fest just a few days ago and, uh, you know, the internet is such a wide place that you can reach, like, it was crazy. We did this virtual festival and my step's older brother and his family was able to watch it. And my friends in America were able to watch it. And my grandmother was able to watch it. And all these people who wouldn't typically be able to come out to a concert were able to tune in and listen to our music. And um, so we're really considering doing that more often and uh, just getting to play our stuff and share it with the world. That's so cool, honestly. As you said, the um, internet and social media has really made it possible for people to still feel very much together in a time where Mm -hmm. we're sort of separated. So um, definitely, yeah, definitely that is really cool. And awesome that you're working with your brother. I mean, how is that working uh, with Mm -hmm. family is is it uh, easy? Is it difficult at times? <laughs> um, I think anyone who has a sibling knows that there are a few years of developmental friendships that need to happen. <laughs> um, and uh, I think, you know, with every 
with every cloud, there's a silver lining. And with the pandemic going on, like, I think the silver lining is the fact that we can be together as a family and work together because he's so busy. Like, he, he's, he's a multi-instrumentalist and producer. So he were, he's always working with somebody. And I think for, you know, it's great that we have this time to really focus in on our music together. And, um, you know, it's not always going to be the easiest thing in the world because, you know, you have years of history behind you but at the same time i think we're we've really overcome a lot of the obstacles we've faced in in the past you know few years and um it's been a really exciting time to to come together and join forces and and uh just hear each other out and trust the process exactly exactly well holia it has been so amazing speaking with you you are incredibly nice and like really just easy to speak with so I do appreciate that and I appreciate your passion for Locking Key and all of your projects I certainly hope that you are able at some point in your future to get back with your Locking Key mm-hmm. family thank you so much Tia it was great talking to you have a wonderful day you too bye all righty everyone so that was the interview with Halila Jones um I do certainly hope that I pronounced her name correctly, but she was incredibly sweet. And I definitely think that if you haven't checked out Walking Key, you should, because it is a very enjoyable and fun sort of mystical series that I think if you are a fan of the comic books, you'll certainly enjoy. But as I mentioned at the top of this interview, my associate Kelly Kantowitz spoke with Jesse Camacho of Lock and Key, which Halila actually spoke very highly of, so that was very nice. Um, so make sure you check that out as well. We have plenty of interviews at geekvibesnation.com, and please let us know, you know, what you thought of Lock and Key and what, you, what interview would you like us to do next. So thank you, everyone, and this is Tia. Have a great day. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.